Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with author, adventurer, and seeker on a spiritual journey, Kathleen Donnelly Israel. During 17 years that she took care of her disabled husband, she studied online with many enlightened thought leaders and healers. She developed some spiritual philosophies and shared those with those she met on the Camino from France to Spain. These adventures were all shared in her book, Wisdom on the Camino. She is 72, living in San Diego, and feels more alive than ever. Enjoy this interview. Well, thanks for taking a minute out today. I appreciate it. Yeah. Before I get into what you do with your life, kind of what your, what your vision and mission is, I'm curious, how did you survive COVID? How did you survive that two-year period, and how did it change you subsequently? Oh, well, um, I did not get COVID until July of this year. And um, I, um, when COVID happened, I knew that I wanted to travel. So I, I got the shots, even though I don't get shots, I did. Because I, I knew I wouldn't be able to travel if I didn't get it. Um, <clears throat> the other thing is I take MMS, which would kill the coronavirus. And so I just made sure that I just took it every morning. And, um, and then I wasn't worried about it. I mean, I wore a mask just because I didn't want to scare anybody, uh, but I wasn't worried about it. And actually, last year, I went uh, to Portugal and walked the Camino again in Portugal to Santiago, and I took my MMS with me, and I just took it every morning, and I wasn't concerned. And really, nobody that I walked with got it. I was so surprised. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, and you have such a fascinating story. And before we get into that specifically, I want to put you in front of a bunch of grade school kids right now. And if one of them looks up at you, it's career day, and they look up and they say, what do you do for a living? What is it that you do to fill your time? How would you answer that question? Well, right now I'm an author. Um, and so I'm promoting my book right now is what I'm doing, and I'm writing also. Um, that's what I do. <laughs> Excellent. So you travel quite a bit. Uh, you know, you have you have a very fascinating backstory. You took care of your disabled husband for 17 years. Talk to me a little bit about, you know, before we get to that, kind of where you were born and raised in your childhood and how you got this desire to see the world and to, to, to be as strong as you are as a caregiver. Yeah, I was born in San Diego. I actually was born into a troubled family. And so I had a lot of adversity in my life. I really wasn't paying attention as a child. Um, and um, because I, I just had to tune out, you know. And um, so school was difficult. And, um, and so I, I got married at age 20 to Ron. And uh, I was a practicing Catholic. I really believed in my faith. I love my faith. And so I, you know, when I took my vows, I really meant it. Um, and I, I um, you know, I, I remember the, the night before I got married, I was sitting there by myself in my room saying, hey, you know, tomorrow your life is not your life anymore. It's going to be you and Ron's life. And so um, I, I got it early. <laughs> 
And um, so when I, you know, when Ron got sick, it wasn't a question of whether I was going to take care of him. It's just, you know, I made my commitment and I lived my commitment all my life. So when you were growing up, when you were a child, what was your dream to become when you got older? What what was your dream job? (laughs) I wanted to be a fashion designer. Yeah, I I loved sewing and I loved clothing and I wanted to be a fashion designer. And when I when I was 18, my mother asked me what I wanted to be and I told her that and she said, "Maybe you better think of something else because not too many people get to do that." Um so uh, my father was an artist, uh com- you know, he was an artist illustrator for the school system. Had a really good job all my childhood. And so I thought, well, if you want to be an artist uh, and you want to make money, then you'll just have to go into commercial art, you know. And so I I became a graphic designer instead. So So, that was my career. (laughs) Okay, I got you. So talk to me a little bit about, you know, the, the time, you know, taking care of your disabled husband and kind of what that taught you about life. So um, when I was, you know, I took care of my husband, and um, at first I just wanted to cure him. I want I bought cures for him, you know, to so you know, but he didn't want to do any of them. And uh, actually, in our life, he never actually wanted to do what I wanted to do. And so my life with him was spent doing what he wanted to do actually. Um, but anyway, I, I just thought it would be better to do what he wanted to do than than to be sad and not, you know, sad that I couldn't do what I wanted to do. I was, okay, well, what do you want to do, you know? And um, so, uh, yeah, so when I was caring for him and I got the message, yeah, Ron doesn't want me to be his caregiver I mean, he didn't want me to be his healer. He wanted me to be his caregiver. And so I just you know, I was angry and I was resentful, but I just did it. And um, during the time when he was ill, um, we we ended up doing the novena to um, there. There was a, a like Solanus Casey, and people wanted him to be a saint. And in the Catholic Church, you have to have a miracle so you can be a saint. You know, so I thought, well, we'll give. We'll give him a miracle. He, you know, we did the novena. I thought maybe he would heal Ron. But actually what happened was I got the healing. So I wasn't angry anymore after that. And so I just, you know, went into the days of our, my life um, taking care of Ron and, um, you know, supporting him. Uh, he was a happy man. I was, I was lucky because, you know, if you're with somebody who's, not happy that's the real drag but he was a happy man he he just loved to watch cowboy movies and he loved to um uh watch ncis and he was just a happy man it was fine he was fine sitting there watching tv and letting me wait on him hand and foot so what was what was his disability what was going on he had parkinson's disease okay Okay, are you and, still in San Diego? Yeah. How did this spiritual journey begin for you? How did this new lease on life begin for you? Well, while Ron was 
sick, I had to be home, and so I went online and studied with a lot of enlightened thought leaders. And uh, I um, I had all that pain from my childhood still inside of me. And so I thought, well, I'll just do healing with all these enlightened thought leaders, and I'll just maybe, you know, I've been trying to get rid of this sadness for a really long time. <laughs> And um, so anyway, I thought maybe, you know, I could get rid of it now. And so I just studied and studied for years and years. And I, all these uh, people just helped me get past my sadness and just little mind tricks to help you think differently and stuff. And um, so after so many years of that, I really got rid of a lot of my hangers on and my the people you know the spirits that were surrounding me that were you know just enjoying my sadness <laughs> and so um <laughs> i got rid of them and then i was able to be myself again and um also during while i was um while ron was sick um my friend judy went on the camino and she shared it on facebook and so i I thought, well, you know, Ron and I couldn't do the things that I thought we would do in our old age. I, you know, I always thought of what would Ron like to do. He likes to ride his bicycle. So I thought we'd be riding our bicycles across France in our old age. And and then when he got sick, I was like, okay, well, we're not going to be doing that. And so, um, so when I saw Judy on the Camino, I thought, yeah, that's what I want to do. When Ron's done with his disease, I'm going to do that. And so, um, so I, you know, she did it in 2013, and Ron died in 2018. So I guess um, I had five years to think about it and to formulate my dream. So, what is it like to walk that? What, what, what was, what, what was that experience like for you? Oh, it was um, the beauty of the Camino Frances is. So wonderful. Um, it was like when I was walking, I was just walking out in nature and everything around me was green and beautiful. It was springtime and there was a lot of rain. And uh, just, um, I just loved it. Um, it. It just fed my soul. You know, after having taken care of Ron all that time, I was kind of in a deficit physically and mentally. Um, and I and the the beauty of the Camino just um, it just washed me and it it perked me up and made me happy <laughs> and um, and there were there you know there was experiences I mean I wrote the book about all the the experiences that I that I um, encountered actually when I wrote the book I wanted to write the book about my the teachings that I had acquired um i felt like i had some teachings i could teach other people after studying with all those thought leaders all that time and i wanted to write the book about that and then i just got like i didn't want to be teachy and so i thought well i shared all those things with the people on the camino i think i'll write my book about walking the camino and sharing pe uh, those uh, teachings with people and so that's how the book came about um, so I had experiences with people. There's people on the Camino. I, I walked alone, I, and um, 
But at the end of the day, you, everybody goes into the Albergaze. It's a like a a big building with a lot of bunk beds and a kitchen and some bathrooms. And so they just take care of all your needs and and you can sleep there and it's really cheap. It's like 5 to 12 euros a night. So it's really inexpensive. And um, so then you get to meet people in the evening while you're making your dinner or just eating the dinner they prepare. So I'm curious, you know, as a writer, what was the book that really inspired you when you were growing up or younger that gave you that love of reading or writing? You know, I because I didn't pay attention when I was a child, I, I had difficulty. Uh, but when I when I was a I guess twelve, um, I found these Betsy books and Betsy does this and Betsy does that and they don't even have them in the library anymore because they have faux pas, you know, of you know, politically incorrect things in them. So you, you can't find them anymore. But anyway, it was it was a series of books about a young woman, a young, you know, I guess she was older than me, maybe 18 or something. And uh, anyway, it I loved those books, and I just read them voraciously. Talk to me a little bit about who you would consider a mentor or a hero in your life that's inspired you. Well, Judith Kravitz uh, is my mentor. Um, all my life, I always got bronchitis or pneumonia every year, twice a year. And it was because I wasn't breathing properly because I was just stressed out from my childhood, you know. And so um, so when I, I, I learned breathing, actually, uh, my doctor sent me to this place, and I learned breathing associated with biofeedback and that was really great but I found, I heard about Judith Kravitz and she does transformational breathing and I I just really um, believed in breathing because it really I, after I learned the breathing I didn't get sick anymore <laughs> and that was like the whole problem was the breathing and um, so she, I, I took her course on how to be a facilitator, and she just brought me so much healing. From She had us read all these books of people who, are, um, who have good ideas that can just wash your soul so you can be a, like, to be a facilitator, you have to meet people in their pain and bring them to their happiness. And so we needed to be not in our pain, you know, when we were, um, doing that, and so um, so we, I, you know, Debbie Ford, um, Byron Katie, um, Abraham Hicks, just all kinds of healers that I studied under Judith Kravitz. So, if you could meet anybody alive on the planet right now and talk to them <laughs> for a little bit, who would it be? Who would you like to meet? <sighs> I would I would say the queen, but she just died. So let me see. Uh, um, I think uh, I would like to maybe Camilla, the um, the vice president. So what has been the best fan letter response you've gotten from your writing? Oh gosh, um, when they say that um, they say that they have. 
you know, they read the book and they felt like they were there with me. And um, some people will be saying, I'm never going to walk the Camino, but I feel like I have walked it with Kathleen, you know, from reading her book. And that, that made me so happy. And my, the first, um, the first review I got was my, um, my cousin. And, um, it was, it wasn't a review that she wrote, but I was asking her, cause she, after you write a book, you need to read it to somebody so you can really hear it. And so I read it to her. And I said, gee, Linda, do you think anybody's going to want to read this? And she said, Kathleen, I'm sitting here with a big smile on my face because I was reading it on the phone. I couldn't see her. And and that made me feel really good. Like maybe I can, maybe I can publish this book, you know. If you tonight have a dream and you run into yourself, you know, the younger version, 20-year-old version of yourself, mm-hmm. And you could give that version a piece of advice based on what you've learned throughout the years. And it's not about regret. It's about simply imparting wisdom. What would you tell your younger version? I would say don't listen to your mother. Become a become a fashion designer. <laughs> I had a feeling. I would, yeah, I would, I would tell her. My mother was so, she was, you know, she loved me, but she didn't want me to be sad. And she saw that I was sad. And so she was like, oh, man. I don't want her to try and be a fashion designer and then she doesn't make it and then she'll be even more sad. So she just wanted me to be cautious all the time. And um, so that was not helpful. For anybody out there that's interested on on embarking on a spiritual journey, and it sounds like it's been a very cathartic um, adventure for you and your life. It's done so much good. What would be your recommendation to somebody that's interested in that? If they're like me and they're, you know, kind of – you know, I would say youth challenged or something, you know, I don't know. Um, You know, if you're kind of older, the thing about it is you're never going to be younger, you know. So this is young. Wherever you are, you're young. And um, so now is the time to do it. Now is the time to do it. And um, also just um, don't be afraid to have some... um, some uh, failure in your life because failure is not failure. It's just feedback. And so, you know, it's, it's important to have failure, to be vulnerable. The creative place is where the vulnerable place is. Um, When we get out there and we're vulnerable and we have to think fast on our feet and, and make things okay, that's when the beautiful creation happens. It's just like, um, you know, where the, where the, where the tire meets the road, you know, and it, and it just, um, it's a, our creative genius is, is opened up when we just try. And it doesn't matter if we succeed or not because we can just try again. It's okay. So everyone has a perception or an idea of who they think you are, your family, your friends, your, mm-hmm. your readers. But ultimately, you live your life. You have a perception of you. Who do you think you are? I just think I am a person who wants to be close to God. That's who I am. And I, I work at it. You know, I, I think that a, a way to be close to God is to praise God. And so I just, you know, find ways to praise God all the time. And... Um, that's my, you know, that's my main focus here. 
and I feel comfortable with God and there you go. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> I like it. That's wonderful. Kathleen, thank you for taking some time out today. I really appreciate it. Good luck with everything as we move forward. Thank you. And good luck to you, too. I've enjoyed this. Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, literature, and music around the globe. If you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino YouTube channel. Thanks again for listening, and until next time. Mm-hmm.